One of the Nationals' top prospects, Jake Irvin, is making his Major League debut against the Chicago Cubs. We're going to discuss that, but also a former number one prospect, top 15 prospect in all of baseball, is also making a rehab assignment for the Nationals. I'm going to get you caught up on both of those topics today. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and again, thank you guys for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every single day. And as I said, Jake Irvin, the Nationals' number 20 prospect in their system, is making his major league debut today. I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know about Jake Irvin before heading over to Nationals Park tonight. Again, making his major league debut. And this guy, just because he's a number 20 prospect, don't get lost in it. He's been very productive. And also, the Nationals front office really likes this guy. I'm going to tell you why in just a little bit. But also, later in the show, Carter Keboom. Do you remember that name? I'm sure you do. He's making his rehab assignment debut, I guess you could say, today in AA Harrisburg. I'm going to tell you about the expectations. What do I think about Keyboom? Because there are a lot of people that still believe in the former first-round pick. And then lastly, we're just going to preview the Cubs and the Nationals as Jake Irvin makes his debut. But speaking of Jake Irvin, we're going to get to know him just now because Jake Irvin was a fourth-round pick out of the University of Oklahoma back in 2018. And look at it now. Cade Cavalli, a first-round pick from Oklahoma. Jake Bennett, second-round pick in 2021, or 2022, rather, from Oklahoma. Mike Rizzo in this front office, they like something from the University of Oklahoma. The Cubs, they also made a top-10 selection just this past year, selecting a pitcher from the University of Oklahoma. So, Just with that said, Oklahoma's got a lot of talent coming up to the big leagues. Jake Irvin is someone that you don't really hear too much about. And he was kind of one of those guys that got lost in the development of things once that 2020 season hit. He had no 2020 season because of COVID. So that really just set him off by a whole year. Because Jake Irvin probably would have cracked the majors at some point at the end of 2022. But now we're sitting here, he's getting the call up, and he's getting ready to pitch. And this is what you're going to need to know about him. So far, in the minor leagues, in 61 game starts, he's pitched in a total of 65 games. He's got a 3-8 ERA. This is someone who has been productive at really almost every level. Except, I will say, this year, up in AAA, he has gotten rocked around a little bit. And honestly, it's probably been his toughest season so far. He's got a 5-6-4 ERA through two or through five starts, rather, only 22 innings pitch. He's got 20 strikeouts. And honestly, the strikeouts for Jake Irvin is not really what you're going to be looking at. It's something that he can do, but that's not what he's done so far. But if you look back at his college numbers, he did strike out guys at a pretty high rate. 
and that's not surprising considering he was a fourth round pick coming out of college, you know, a fourth round pick in other organizations. A lot of those guys like the Dodgers, for example, they could turn out studs in those fourth round picks. Now, Jake Irvin is not expected to be some superstar. No one's saying that. And I'm not going to say that, but he's got a decent arsenal considering he only throws three pitches and really his third pitch, which is his changeup, is not really that good, you know, because his fastball is at a 60 grade right now, according to MLB Pipeline, and his curveball is at a 55 grade. The fastball is what is his bread and butter pitch. That is what you're going to see a bulk of tonight. You'll probably see it upwards of 65% of his pitches coming from that fastball. And then for his curveball, that is a really nice, solid secondary pitch for him. As you've seen in the minor leagues, he generates a lot of swinging misses. And that, with that low, he has got a low 80s curveball. And when you're sitting in the mid eight, mid 90s with your fastball, and sometimes reaching in the upper 90s, which I bet we'll see tonight, that is a recipe for a pretty solid just, hey, you're in the majors, you got to start now. And you got to hit the ground running with that curveball to have that secondary pitch used, be able to be used and use it effectively is what will carry Irvin through tonight because he's going against a very good Chicago Cubs lineup. This lineup hits and also the redevelopment of Cody Bellinger, someone who I so desperately wanted in the offseason. He's looking back at his MVP form right now. So going up against him in a left-handed situation for Jake Irvin, who, again, is a right-handed pitcher. That concerns me, especially considering the fact that Bellinger could even connect on one of those curveballs. So tonight, I'm going to be looking really close at that Cody Bellinger-Jake Irvin matchup, but I don't really think Jake Irvin will be overwhelmed. This guy's 26 years old. He's been waiting for this moment for his entire life. And usually when you get those older prospects, and again, 26 is usually an average age, you could say a little bit older than what you'd want to get called up as. But again, that missed 2020 COVID season for these prospects hindered them the most. So I try to think of this as a 25-year-old, hey, you're getting in the majors, you're going, and this is your time to shine. And that part is kind of exciting. This is what it's all about for this Nationals team debuts this year and really in any year over the next two years will be must-watch television, just like it was last year for Evan Lee and Jackson Tetro. Guys like that who you don't really know too much about. But with that one possibility of these guys being the next Spencer Strider or name that kind of nobody prospect that comes out of nowhere and is just some beast, you never know. And that is why these starts are kind of exciting. This is the optimistic time. I'm not going out there. I don't think I'm going to be predicting a win. I'll have my predictions for Irvin and what I expect from him later in the show. But I'm just telling you, this is what it's about right now. Seeing these guys come up and getting called up to the major leagues, not only is it a dream come true for these guys, but it's something you get to watch. It's dangling that carrot in front of us. For when last year, like with Cade Cabali, when he got called up, all the excitement that that generated. This is it. 
It's not the same excitement. It's not Cade Cavalli. I understand that. But again, someone who could be a difference maker, someone who could be in the rotation moving forward, replacing Chad Cool. That is a interest in my mind. And that is something that I want to figure out. And that is why tonight is going to be a very fun night for Jake Irvin. But again, when looking at what he has done throughout his career, I try to sit back and think, who is this? What, who is he comparable to when I see him? Because I've watched some videos of Irvin, and I really like the curveball. The changeup, and here's my, like, before we get into the good things, my one negative with Irvin is that he doesn't have a really steady third pitch. That changeup is a massive work in progress. And that is something to where a lot of scouts have alluded to over the years, a lot of experts, a lot of people who study this for a living. They say that his changeup is not there yet. So really, he's only a two-pitch cat. That part is a little concerning, considering the fact that he's going against a pretty solid offensive team with the Chicago Cubs so far. A team that hits for power, gets on base. They're tough outs. They're not going to be giving you anything, especially with those left-handed bats in that order. It's going to be a really tough night for Jake Irvin. But that also kind of gives you the glimpse of hope that if this guy does do well, then what can he do against the Miami Marlins or a lineup that isn't as loaded? The Phillies, that's a shot at the Phillies. They're actually pretty loaded. But you see what I'm saying is that this is an opportunity for Jake Irvin, but also for us as fans that we get to develop our own Spencer Strider, our own prospect that comes out of nowhere. You just never know with these guys, especially with a fourth-round pick, and you see the track record from the University of Oklahoma. They've produced some damn good pitchers so far over the last few years. Is Jake Irvin going to be one of those guys? We'll just have to figure that out and watch later tonight. As I said, Carter Keboom, Nationals' former first-round pick, or not former, he's still a first-round pick, but a former top prospect, former number one prospect in the organization is going to be starting his rehab assignment. We haven't seen him on the field since 2021. What are the expectations? What do you think about Carter Keboom? Is he going to get another shot at the major leagues? And when he does, will he take that and run with it? I'm going to tell you guys about that. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Rocket Money. And did you discover any subscriptions that you forgot about? Or did Rocket Money cancel a subscription for you that was otherwise tricky or time-consuming? Guess what? That is what Rocky Rocket Money does. Try it free for 30 days, just enough time to try it, and then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions that you forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. I do this all the time. That is why Rocket Money is a personal finance app and that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. 
Now we get in the Carter Key Boom as he is making his rehab assignment today. And we've talked about Carter Key Boom in the past and what I expect from him. And listen, I'm not the biggest Carter Key Boom guy. I've never really been. As soon as I saw him back in 2019 when he got called up way too prematurely when we were dealing with those injuries in the middle of the national season, you saw a lot of issues and flaws within his game. He had that really hot start to come up against the Phillies. But again, you just haven't really been able to see it yet. Our friends at Baseball America, heading into that 2019 season, Carter Keboom was the number one, or number 41 prospect in Major League Baseball. Entering the COVID year, 2020, he was up to the number 15 prospect in all of baseball. Carter Keboom, forget the Major League numbers. Take a look at the minor league numbers that this guy has put up throughout his career. He really hasn't missed a beat when talking about what he has done down in the minor leagues. He hits for average. He's hit for power. He gets on base. Hell, he drives in runs. He's even stolen a few bases here and there. He's about an average runner. He's not some stolen base guy, but it's something that he can do if asked upon. Looking at his numbers throughout the minor leagues, in five seasons in the minor leagues, 373 games. He's got a 280 batting average, a 377 OBP, and a 461 slugging. This guy has been productive throughout his minor league stint. Now, when he got sent down to, in 2021, back down to AAA, that's where you started to see a little more concerns come up as his production dipped. He was at a 237 batting average, a 376 OBP, and what really dipped was his slugging that went down to a 385 after averaging a 460 slugging. That was good for a 761 OPS back in 2021. Now, for the minor for the major leagues, Carter Keboom just simply has not clicked. But you may ask the question, he's only been playing for 106 games, not even a full MLB season. So how much left is there for Carter Keboom? Do you have any faith in him making the jump to the major leagues and see what he can do? Because yes, at the end of the day, this guy has been not so great. He's got a 197 batting average in three years in the big leagues, 106 games only, a 589 OPS, a 285 slugging, and what's even worse is a 304 OBP. He's not getting on base. He hasn't been able to hit for power, and he's not taking his walks, and also he's striking out a decent amount, 111 Ks, over 106 games. Not great. So where does it start with Carter Kibu? Because we're looking at Jamer Candelario, and it's tough to make an argument that that guy should be out of the lineup for Carter Kibu. And you know me. I prioritize the future. The future. Candelario is not in that future, unfortunately. Carter Kibu could be. But at this point, this Nationals team, what is the point of tanking? You have to put the best guy out there. 
And yes, as a fan, I want to see Carter keep him. I want to see what he can do. But there's no chance I'm taking him over Candelari over at third base at this point. And some people might say, stick him in the outfield. Has he played outfield? Because at this point, he was raised as a shortstop, a third baseman. I'm sure you could stick him in left field potentially, take over Alex Call or Lane Thomas, or days off, I don't know, DH him a little bit. But then again, what are you going to do with Joey Manessas, who was starting to turn that corner that we expected him to from day one of this season? So there's no real spots for him up in the major leagues. That is why I'm saying, let this guy cook down in the minor leagues for just a little bit more. And some people might say that's ridiculous. He should be up in the major leagues. He's 25, turning 26 years old any day now. And yeah, that is true. I agree with it. But you're not taking out Luis Garcia. You're not taking out Jamer Candelario. And at this point, I'm not sticking him in the outfield. The outfield defense is already bad enough. Someone who hasn't played there consistently for a team that needs the defense, that needs every single part of that defense that we can get, I'm not sticking them out there. What's the point of that? You got guys on this roster who are pitching who need those extra outs, who needs that reliable defense behind them at all times. So that is why it's a tricky situation with Carter Keboom and what to expect from him. Because what do I expect? Well, honestly, I expect what he has been doing probably since day one, which is the power won't translate up in the major leagues. The extra base hits won't be coming. He had a ton of doubles down in the minor leagues. And again, it's only 106 games in the majors, but it's been so brutal, and he's been so down bad with it where you look at him and it just kind of feels like it's not clicking. Now, here's the bright side for this. Jared Kelnick, one of the former top prospects in all of baseball, a former top 10 pick, traded from the Mets to the Mariners, kind of had a similar struggle through his first few years in the major leagues. Now, this year, he's completely taken off and he's been going ape you-know-what. He has been going insane. So that is the part of me to where, and not only do I sort, I don't compare them. Kelnick is a much better prospect and player overall, but they kind of look alike if you just look that up, side note. But also, they're very similar talents. Someone who, to where we both thought he wasn't going to have the home run power of Kelnick, but he had the extra base hit potential. He had the fielding potential. We thought the move over to third base would be relatively easy for him. But as we see now, it hasn't really been that easy as he struggled over the defensive side of things as well. So with Carter Keboom, there's no rush with him. If he's down in the minor leagues up until mid-July, so be it. There's no rush for him. We don't have to rush this guy. He's tied up with the Nationals all the way through 2027. He's had his time to prove himself over 2020 and 2021, and he didn't do that. Yes, he's a top prospect, our former top prospect, but at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. You have to produce, and he's coming off Tommy John surgery to where, how will that affect him? Will that make swinging even more uncomfortable? These are questions that we all just don't really know yet because he hasn't been able to 
ultimately do it yet in a game. So we'll have to see with Carter Keyboom because he's certainly someone we want to talk about and we want to keep an eye on. But he's got to give us that reason to do so. Before we get into this preview of tonight's Jake Irvin debut for the Washington Nationals, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at So Rare. And our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming all fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards, unlike players and features that you have never seen before. And this is a really cool fact about this. Julio Rodriguez and former national superstar Juan Soto are brand ambassadors of this. So that is just so cool to me. MLB game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle. At the end of the weeks, so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which includes so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition, but that is just so cool. You get the chance to meet Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, whichever MLB star. And head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic awards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. And now we get into previewing Jake Irvin's debut for the Washington Nationals. As again, as we say, this is an exciting night. It's an exciting time to be a Nationals fan. We want to see Jake Irvin, the 6'6 hefty righty coming out there. We need to see this guy and we want to see him perform well. But on the other side of that mound and on the other side of that dugout is sitting Marcus Stroman, someone who has kind of had the Nationals numbers throughout the year, and he has been off to an incredible start so far with the Cubs. Through six starts, he's got a 2-2-9 ERA. He's got 33 strikeouts in about 35 innings, and he's got a 1.05 whip. Marcus Stroman is that guy, and he is one of those pitchers who is so intense out there, coming at 5-7, but he is a electric factory out there. Watching Stroman work, and kind of the fast pace that he plays with, and the multiple dirty off-speed pitches that he throws kind of makes him a must-watch pitcher in my mind. I love watching Marcus Stroman out there. I know a lot of Nationals fans over the years with the New York Mets hated him. I get it. It's the Mets. But with that being said, I'm into watching good baseball and quality baseball. Marcus Stroman will provide that. So the Nationals lineup will obviously have their hands full against him. But with that being said, he has faced off with a lot of the Nationals over the years with the New York Mets. You know who's been relatively pretty successful off him? Victor Robles and Kiber Ruiz. Both sitting at a 429, 429 batting average for Kibet Ruiz and a 400 batting average for Victor Robles. Also, Joey Manessis batting 400 against Marcus Stroman. Kibet Ruiz has two home runs off Marcus Stroman. May we put a little money with FanDuel tonight for Kibet Ruiz to hit one over the wall again? We'll just have to see. But Jake Irvin, 
this is what it's about tonight. And let me tell you all the numbers that Jake Irvin has gone against the Chicago Cubs. Oh, wait, he's never faced any at the major league level. That is the beautiful thing about tonight. He's going to get out there. The defense needs to be on. The offense, the run production needs to be there. Because Marcus Stroman has had his days of dominating the Nationals. But guys like Kiber Ruiz, who's got two home runs off him, four RBIs and only seven at-bats. Joey Manessis, someone who hasn't really gotten the power there. But Victor Robles, all these guys are getting hits off him. They've seen it before. And also not even to mention, J-Mare Candelario has also got a home run off him in 11 at-bats. So we could see the ball fly tonight. Jake Irvin, though, he's going to need all the run support that he can get. And that is a tough ask going up against Marcus Stroman. So you may ask, so Ryan, what is your prediction for tonight for the number 20 prospect in the organization? I think the Nationals lose 5-4 to four tonight. I think Irvin goes five innings, three earned, and eight hits, six Ks. I think he'll be solid. Because I think he's a solid pitcher overall. And why, you may ask? Well, he's been that way through the duration of his minor league career. A lot of people may point, well, Jackson Tetra was as well. Didn't click for him right away. Evan Lee was also. Didn't click for him right away. Well, yeah. But Jake Irvin has been relatively pretty productive. And especially comparing last year's farm system to this year's, it's a lot better. So being a number 20 prospect, in this organization right now as we sit here today is a lot more meaningful than what it was just last year. So thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Jake Irvin and hopefully get some numbers back from Carter Keeboom to see some early results. But we're going to be breaking down Jake Irvin. What should we expect from him moving forward? What did he do well? What did he do bad? I'll have you covered here on Locked On Nationals, where you get your team every single day. Go Nats.